On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, November 2nd. Ian Cameron, and great to have the entire crew in the house today. Uh, It's been a few days, so it's great to have everybody back. We've got Alex B. Smith, we've got Jimmy Murphy, and we've got Andrew McGinnis with us, ready to break down this Tuesday card. Let's get right into it. We've got a good card on tap, nine games. We'll start with Arizona and Philadelphia. Flyers minus 230 home favorites, five and a half being the total in this game. And for the Arizona Coyotes, much better effort, honestly, against Carolina on Sunday uh, but another losing result, a 2-1 to one defeat at the hands of the Hurricanes. Uh, and now that is uh, the streak continuing for Carolina. Nine straight uh, losses for them to begin the season. Um, look, Andre Tourney, the head coach, is trying to remain optimistic. He's saying, you know, guys are putting in effort. You know, it's getting better. But it's unfortunately, getting better has not meant a victory uh, in the win column yet for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And now they'll try to uh, finally get that first win here against uh, Philadelphia. I guess the progress you could say that Arizona made is finally they didn't lose by two goals or more. You know, if, if you've been betting puck lines uh, against this Coyotes team, you've done well until Sunday as they only lost that game by a score of two to one. But uh, certainly this is not a team I'm willing to back at the moment. It's just uh, the, the goal scoring has had uh, some difficulties lately. Offensively, their game's tailed off. Uh, they've still got a bunch of key injuries, you know, up, especially up front at the center spot, Schmaltz and Dezingle and Galchenyuk. They've got cluster injuries down the middle. And look, when you've got injuries at the center ice position, it's difficult to win hockey games. That's an imperative position. It's not only important you have good play at the center ice position. It's important that you have depth there. It's important you have everybody healthy down the middle, and they just don't right now, uh, this Arizona team. So I don't want Arizona. The question is, can we get there and back Philadelphia it's not like this is the best spot in the world for Philadelphia. They're coming back from a Western Canadian road trip uh, where they played Edmonton. They played Vancouver. They played Phil- uh, Calgary. They won the first two. And then in impressive fashion, Calgary rolls to a 4 nothing win. That was a very tough spot for them. A long road trip that was a very successful one. And they beat and shut out the Flyers 4 nothing. a flat, lethargic game from the Flyers. And uh, everybody bemoaning the fact after that loss that Carter Hart's the only reason that game was mildly competitive. Uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. So it is a game off of three-game trip for them, but you'd expect better. Uh, It's going to be a small bet, if anything, nothing significant, but I would lean Flyers in regulation. You can get that minus 140, or you could go Flyers puck line here, which is around plus 110 uh, if you want to go that route. But uh, again, for Arizona, it's one of those situations where until I see a victory, I have no interest plunking down any bucks or any dollars right now uh, on this uh, Coyotes team that's definitely struggling to find victories early in the season. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Arizona, Philadelphia? 
Yeah, and, you know, like I said, this is a tough spot because you got Philly coming back home off of this road trip. And, of course, like I said, Arizona, you know, we talk about it at nauseum about how bad this team is. And, you know, they are going to get a win at some point. Like I said, I projected them to go 22-53-7 for an exact record, uh, <laughs> which would give them that would give them the most losses in regulation uh, since the 16-17 Colorado Avalanche. But they would still be, be getting 20, 22 wins. They'll come at some point. This could be the spot here, but I don't want to back it because they, you know, Flyers are obviously the better team. But Carter Hart is better at home than he is on the road. Uh, and, and like I said, those prices that you'd be laying even regulation a dollar forty is a, a bit steep. So I would lean probably with anything team total over for the Flyers at three and a half. Maybe this, you know, could be a, a higher scoring game. Maybe if Arizona can take advantage of a tired Philly team in the first period, they can get some goals, and then we could see, you know, this be a more wide open affair. But that's the only thing I can look at here. If if Arizona does take advantage and gets their first win, then kudos to them. But uh, like I said, you, they got to prove it to me first. Yeah, if you're looking for silver lining and a chance at some uh, so, some hope tonight for the uh, Coyotes fans out there, uh, they've won two of the last three meetings against uh, Philly, and the one Philadelphia win was in overtime. So they actually have given this Flyers team trouble. But, you know, different Arizona team and a much worse one now, obviously. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Uh, Arizona, Philadelphia. Well, I'll tell you guys, I, I don't think this is going to be the first win for Arizona, but I think they hang in a little more like we've seen them do a little more lately. And, and given Phillies, this is their first game back, right, off a long trip, it could be a little lethargic. Arizona doesn't score. I like the under here. Uh, I'm going to go with the under on this game. I'm going to stay away from the side, but give me the under. Yeah, the under does make some sense, five and a half. And look, we've seen kind of the Coyotes. Look, they've they've realized, hey, we've got a real – and they don't have a good defense, but they are really trying to play – this you know really tight and not not they're still giving up shots and they're giving up chances but they're not really pushing pace anymore they're trying to play a little bit more of a rope-a-dope style uh, because look their offense is just as problematic now as their defense especially with the injuries down the middle so uh there and we saw a very very uh plotting type of hockey game sunday with carolina in arizona so the under does make some sense to me andrew you got any uh, opinions on this one i mean you kind of said it and it's it's hard to really you know, want to put any of our money <laughs> into this Arizona team. I don't know. Um, it, it, does anybody want to fork up money that they've worked hard to earn uh, to put it towards this Arizona team? I don't. But I'll tell you one thing. If I'm looking to bet on them, it's going to be trying to get plus money, but not on them to win the game on their team total. And that's actually where I'm looking here in this one is Arizona team total over two and a half at plus 120. Uh, you know, I, I I looked at a team total with them. This was like last week, and they ended up coming through. It was a pretty lucky goal, but that's where I'll be going with them. If I'm ever looking at in any spot to try and find a way for them to have a good game, I won't be betting them to win. You know, I, I don't care. It's a way better price on them to win on the money line. I'll look for them to get involved in the scoreboard. And let's be honest, Philadelphia plays in some high-scoring games. So I think it could be a flat spot for Philly. And if that's the case, then this could be a game where Arizona gets some gets some goals. So that's where my lean is. I haven't bet that myself yet, though. Yeah. Yeah, just to lean to the Arizona team total. All right, Vegas, Toronto. We've got the Leafs minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, while well, they beat Detroit and Chicago, that's the good news. You know, two wins in a row. Uh, for them after a little bit of a slump before that where they lost four straight. Uh, but this will be the best team they've played uh, since then, a Vegas Golden Knights team that give them credit. You know, despite all the uh, key cogs out of the lineup right now, uh, they've won three in a row, uh, beat Colorado in Denver, beat Dallas in overtime, beat Anaheim uh, in a shootout uh, in their last game at home. But now they start this uh, road trip through 
uh, Canada, the eastern part of the country. Uh, They'll play Ottawa, of course, uh, later this week and Montreal as well. Uh, But still, I mean, the injuries, not only are they still without the same players they've been without the last few games, that being, of course, Stone, Pacioretty, Yanmark, Patrick, Tuck, Zach Whitecloud on the back end's been injured. And now you got William Carlson to deal with uh, in terms of another uh, one biting the dust, especially another key uh, injury. And we talked about center ice injuries. Now they're mounting for Vegas. That's now three centers that might be out tonight. Yanmark, Patrick, and Carlson. Foot injury now and four to six weeks for William Carlson uh, out of the lineup. That is, uh, at some point, you know, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be more call-ups coming up. You look at this uh, Vegas lineup going into the game tonight with all the uh, artillery out. Peyton Krebs, Chandler Stevenson, and William Carrier is your top line. Stevenson can be a top line player. The other two, no. I mean, that's where we're at now. Peyton Krebs and William Carrier are for this Vegas team are on your top line. It's it's definitely thin up front now. Marcia So Howden and Smith, the second line, Kolasar, Nicholas, Wah, and Evgeny uh, Dodonov on the third line. And then you've got Jake Lasician, uh, Michael uh, Amadio, and Jonas Ronberg uh, on the fourth line. So it is a, a tough sledding and a very, very thin group on the forward uh, complement right now up front for the Golden Knights at this point in time. So a uh, very difficult situation here. Um, Toronto's won two in a row. They're trying to get on a little bit of a roll here, taking advantage of a Vegas team that's definitely uh, injury riddled right now. And it's worth noting too, that since Vegas has entered the league, Toronto has won every home game against the Vegas Golden Knights as well. So this this is not, I haven't bet Toronto very often this year. I don't think I have at all, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if I bet the Leafs once this year yet. Maybe once, but uh, certainly not often. This might be one spot to do it. Definitely would be looking at the Leafs in regulation here at around minus 120 or minus 125. That one makes some sense to me. I just don't know if Vegas going on the road and now the injuries continuing to mount. Uh, if Toronto's even playing their B-plus game tonight, I think it's going to be hard for the Golden Knights to get out a T.O. here tonight victorious. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Golden Knights and Leafs? Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at the the Vegas wins. They were fortunate to get that win against Dallas in their other game. Uh, they blew that lead against Anaheim, and then they ended up getting the win in OT. So their wins have been kind of uh, just as flimsy as the wins from Toronto. Like Toronto beating up a Hawks team that had been struggling. Uh, a Detroit team that's competitive but still has its issues. Uh, I think now with Toronto being at home, and, and, and I think those wins will carry more momentum with them as opposed to now you got a Vegas team going on on this road trip and now missing another key offensive piece, I think that might be more of a letdown for them. So uh, I already grabbed the Maple Leafs. I got a minus $1.25 in regulation. Like you said, there's some $1.20s around if you can find it. Uh, either price is good. I think uh, Toronto takes care of this within 60 minutes. Yeah, Sheldon Keith. this is a pertinent quote after the two wins against Detroit and Chicago. You think, hey, everything's good again. Smiles everywhere, rainbows, sunshine, lollipops, all that good stuff. Everything's fine again with the Leafs. And Sheldon Keefe's quote was, we need to continue to get results. So there's no resting on your laurels here. It's two wins is nice, but we got to keep get a streak going here. Uh, and I think they can maybe take advantage of this depleted Vegas team here tonight. Jimmy, uh, thoughts here, Vegas, Toronto. Yeah, you know, if, if I, I would say if, if what didn't happen with Carlson, I would definitely have been on Vegas. I like the way they're playing right now. I, I, I think that they've really bounced back from a rough start and, like you said, overcome a lot of injuries and and, and just gotten it together lately. But uh, that hurts a lot. Uh, that throws everything out of whack right now. So give me the Leafs in regulation. I'm looking at a minus 125 for that right now. I'll go with that. Yeah, and I like the regulation much better than the puck line because the Leafs do have a penchant, you know, one goal victory. Like even Detroit, that ended 5-4. 
uh, the other night. So victory with without having to worry about winning by margin. That's uh, that's why I prefer the regulation here. Uh, Melissa in our chat kind of liking the under here. By the way, DraftKings, so great our partners here at the, the Hockey Podcast Network, the Ice Guys, great sports book, promo code THPN. I'll get into that later in the show. They've got a six right now with this total. Ooh, I, There's not many books out there uh, that have a six. So if you like the under, bet the thing at DraftKings. Use that promo code. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> six is out there. Under six minus one. Shop around. DraftKings. Yeah, shop around. They've got a six on this Vegas Toronto total. So don't bet, uh, don't bet under five and a half. You're asking to lose long-term doing this shit, you know, if you're going to bet under five and a half when there's sixes out there. That's just asking for trouble. Get a six. It's out there. DraftKings, among other books. So get a six if you like the under here with Vegas and Toronto. Andrew, uh, what do you like here with Golden Knights and Leafs? Well, you know, when, when the Golden Knights had that that win against the Colorado Avalanche, they won 3-1. I, I, I expected something out of them for the next couple of games. And their next game against Dallas went to overtime. I think a shootout actually, maybe over, no, overtime. They got the win there. Um, Dallas goes to overtime all the time. They play really close games, but Vegas pulled that out. Uh, they win again in a tight, high-scoring affair against Anaheim. And that's all they were really looking for was a bounce back, was you know a little bit of a small winning streak after you know they were playing pretty poorly with all those key guys being out. But now with even more guys out, playing a Toronto team, and you know I'd love to really believe that Sheldon Keefe quote, but realistically, anybody that watched the documentary from last year uh, for the Leafs, you know that that's pretty much what he's been preaching all year anyway. You know, uh, he's not satisfied with anything. He knows that pretty much for them, all these 82 games are like an exhibition for the first round of the playoffs. That's all that matters to him. Um, and so the reason why I like the Leafs today isn't really because of the success they've had or, or, or finding the back of the net or because Mitch Marner finally scored or because Vegas Golden Knights are out. I like them because they won the game. They've won two straight, but because they didn't have a great defensively defensive performance in that third period. And so I feel like that the coaching staff for the Leafs aren't really going to give two shits about what the offense did. They're going to care more about what the defense did, which is why I would definitely endorse Jimmy's under uh, Melissa as well. And, but I'll tell you one thing. I, I feel like the Leafs are going to have lots of shots tonight. I've locked in Matthews over four and a half shots plus 120. Uh, and I'm feeling pretty good about that one. It seems like any game that he comes off where they, he only has a couple shots, usually the next game he either gets in the puts one in the net or has lots of shots on goal. And, you know, I was saying this on the last show with you, Ian, about the Maple Leafs. And there's all these stats. And I've turned into more of an analytical handicapper these days with the NHL uh, as there's so many great numbers to come across now. The, the Maple Leafs, all these expected goal stats are great. But let's be honest here. They're a team right now that they'll have 30 shots on goal, but how many of those really could have been goals? How many of them? I mean, obviously we had those expected goal stats are there for a reason. The Oilers yesterday were being outshot by a, by a differential of like, I think it was 10 shots at one point. The Oilers had six shots on goal and they had three goals. The shooting you know? percentage matters. Yeah. That's the thing you got to look at. Shooting percentage matters. Exactly. Shooting people percentage say, matters. oh, the shooting yeah. percentages are going to regress. They're going to regress. Yeah. You can't keep. No, if you're skilled and you're talented, exactly. you know how to put the puck in places where the defense can't block it and the goalie can't yeah. stop it. So exactly. Me, stop with this nonsense that, oh, the shooting percentages are going to regress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I can't, well, I mean, I can't listen to that. If we, we were, were going based off with great skill, they can finish. If expected goal percentages were what actually decided you to winning games, the Habs would have finished second in the North last year, and they didn't. They barely squeaked in, and they ended up on a huge run. 
Um, so my point being, I like I like Toronto in regulation, and I like lots of shot props. And I'm starting with that Matthews one because even though it's four and a half, I got it at plus one twenty. And you look at Mitch Marner; he's still hanging two and a half, but it's like minus one forty and all that stuff. So uh, when Matthews has a big night, he usually gets you know four, five, six shots on goal. So I like Matthews over his shots prop. I'm going to go in on Marner to score tonight. That is a goal scorer prop that I bet already in this game. Um, just because he finally got one, and sometimes when you finally see one cross the goal line for you, uh, maybe a couple can follow uh, in the mm-hmm. next few games for Mitch Marner. And look, plus 250, you know, the betting markets have crashed on these goal scorer props with Marner. Marner used to be in the more plus 150 to plus 200 range, and now he's plus 250 because of the struggles recently to put the puck in the net. So he finally saw one go in the other night uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So plus 250, Mitch Marner, uh, anytime goal scorer, I think that's worth a bet. Because sometimes Does anybody you see have this. a DraftKings Sportsbook open right now? I'm trying to open oh, yeah. it up right now. Yeah. Do, do they do they have offer right now for a goalie saves or a team collective shots? Uh, yes, they offer those. Let me just uh, team props. Let I'm me just right uh, double check here. Um, hold on. Um, let me just see here. Okay, hold on. No, usually they have the uh, saves as well. Let me just uh, double check. Team props, maybe would it be under? It could be under there. Let me just player uh, bring props. That up. Yeah. Yeah, Leonard and Campbell, by the way, are going to be the goalies tonight. Robin Leonard, uh, Jack Campbell. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Jack Campbell is, what is it, the 27 and a half? Yeah, 27, well, I, both I, I, 27 I would, and a half. I would look at the save prop for Robin Leonard. I think that we're going to see the Leafs dominate possession tonight. And who knows if that turns into a bunch of goals, but I feel like they're going to get lots of shots on goal. So give me Leonard over 27 and a half saves. Yeah, uh, that's always something to look at. Again, some where's that under the, Ian, uh, uh, on the DraftKings? I'm looking at the DraftKings right now. Where's that under? It's under uh, team props, team props, and then there's uh, team props. Or, okay. or, or, okay. Sorry, player props, and then there's uh, sh- sh- shots on goal and saves. There you go, and you'll okay. s- should see it there. Uh, but yeah, twenty-seven and a half is what we're looking at right now with uh, Campbell and with uh, Leonard. Uh, in this uh, game. All right, we got Detroit and Montreal. We've got Montreal minus 140, home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. There's no way I'm laying a price with the Habs right now. There's just no way, no how, at two and eight, struggling, bad road trip as well. Uh, The way that it ended, especially over the weekend against Los Angeles and Anaheim was just rough. The the offense has not been there consistently for this team. Uh, the defensive game. And look, I mentioned this about this Montreal defense, and I talked about it a lot in the playoffs with you guys last year. The core four on the blue line, who were they? Petrie, Edmondson, Weber, uh, and Sherrod. And, and so much of their blue line uh, was predicated on how well they played. While Petrie is questionable tonight, Edmondson, of course, hasn't played yet this year. Weber's gone and may not play in the NHL again. And Sherrod, to me, has had a tough year. He's taken penalties. He's kind of struggled. I mean, that foursome that they relied on, that was the backbone of that blue line in the run to the Stanley Cup final last year, it's decimated. You know, Weber's out, Edmondson's out, Petrie may not play tonight, and Sherratt, who is the one guy that might be in there tonight, is lost some confidence, you know, in his overall game defensively. So that's the issue now. <laughs> and they're not the same defensive team, not even close at this point in time because of that. They're giving up chances, they're miscues with the puck turnovers with the puck uh it is just a montreal team that's in shambles they're off a in a tough spot here from a scheduling perspective home off a west coast road trip that's not a bet on spot uh for a lot of teams so it's detroit or pass but here's the problem now with detroit 
Tyler Bertuzzi is one of their best point producers this year. Well, guess what? Because of his uh, refusal with the vaccine, he can't play in Montreal tonight. They can't cross the border. Dylan Larkin is out tonight because of a personal matter, and we know how important he is to this Red Wings offense. So that's two of their best three offensive weapons right there, not playing in this game tonight. And Adam Ernie, who's been solid for them, is questionable as well. So, you know, I worry about who's going to put the puck in the net tonight for this uh, Red Wings team. You're going to have to hope the young kid on the blue line, the young Swede who's been good, Lucas Raymond can chip in uh, a little bit. You got to hope that other guys uh, in this lineup can. St- and plus, they don't have Jacob Vrana. He was going to be a big part of this team offensively this year. He hasn't played yet, so you're going to have to hope Robbie Fabry, Pew Suter, uh, you know Philip Zadina, who has stepped up. He did score a goal against Toronto the other night. Uh, those are the guys that got to chip in offensively now with you know no Bertuzzi, no Larkin, potentially no uh, Adam Ernie tonight either. So. So I was definitely leaning hard on Detroit, and I still do, but it's a lot of offense to be taken out of your lineup here. So maybe the under might be the play now instead. But then again, you got a Montreal team that's looked like a shit show in their own zone the last two games. So I'm spinning myself in circles, and when that's the case, that means I pass, and that's probably what I'm going to do here on this game. Alex, your thoughts with Red Wings and Habs? Yeah, I am passing here. There's better spots on the card tonight. Like you said, there's there's issues for both ends. There's no telling what, what could happen with this game, so it's a pass for me. All right, Jimmy, Detroit, Montreal. <laughs> I love it. There it is. He's given the pass signal. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Your Habs are a disaster right now. What do, what do we got to say? <laughs> well, thanks for the intro. Uh, uh, going. And now Cole Caulfield's in the minors now. So it's just uh, That's where it tough times. Been. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, it's a betting show. But my thoughts on that, well, I'll say this. I, I At first, I, was, I wasn't really a fan of if if he went to the minors, I talked to people about it before it ended up happening. I said it, you know, would hurt his confidence and, you know, it's only early in the season. And realistically, it's not like it's one of those scenarios where he's the only one not playing well. It's the whole team. But I think that that's almost the reason why he's getting sent down. And you guys can correct me if you think differently, but I think that that almost helps the case. It's like, look, the team in general is not playing well. So let's go send him down there, get some confidence, you know, get some shots on goal, get some more ice time. And let's be honest here, guys. There's, I've seen screenshots all over the internet of Mr. Point Shot Petrie that refuses to pass it to his wingers in the power play for one-timers, and he keeps trying to score for himself. I mean, that's my new nickname for him, Point Shot Petrie, because he wants to score all the goals himself. I mean, uh, it's great. I, I think he's been a pretty good offensive guy for the team, you know, surprisingly. But you have talented wingers out there on, on, on in the slot on the power play and you think you're going to score a goal with your slap shot, you're not Shea Weber. You aren't Shea Weber. You know, you aren't even P.K. Subban back there. You know, so... I should say you aren't uh, Shea Weber of five, six years ago. Even Shea yeah. Weber was missing the net a lot the last oh, true. two years. Yeah. But at least when he hits the net, it's, you know, over 100 and some miles per hour. Uh, it's, you know, pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, you know, I like the over in this game, and it's strictly based off... I just do not trust the discipline for the Canadians. They give up too many power plays. I don't trust their defense. I don't trust their forwards to back check properly. And the frustration continues, you know. Um, We'll see what happens here. First game back after a road trip. You would think that they're going to have to try and go back to be the old-fashioned Montreal Canadiens and play low-scoring games. But so far, that hasn't happened, Ian. And that game, you had the over. We both liked the over. What was that game against? It was Anaheim? Yeah, yeah, Anaheim. We both like the over over in both of those West Coast games for Montreal. Yeah, but I jumped on Montreal team total. And, you know... That was just, they just couldn't quite get there. But I lean towards the over here. Um, but I, you know, I want to play Montreal in this type of spot without those key guys being there for the, 
Red Wings, and this is the team that they've already beaten before. They're back at home, and people were talking about the Leafs. You know, they had a fan throw a jersey on when they were like two and three on the season. Well, I hate to say it, but Habs fans aren't great either. I know I wouldn't say I'm much of an overreacting type fan myself, but they're going to have to perform at home. You know, sure, let's let it slide. You lost to Anaheim and LA. You should have won one or one or two of those games, but you got to win at home. You got to win at home. So. We'll see what happens. You know, I've been saying this to you a lot about some teams, Ian, on the show over the past couple of days, but this is going to be an in-game type of wager for me, I think. All right, so just a lean over and maybe more in-game betting for Andrew with this one. And Nadelkovic, probable, not confirmed yet in net. Jake Allen for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. But uh, yeah, uh, right now the offense just is not consistent one game to the next. And of course the defense has uh, declined. And uh, they did beat Detroit 6-1 to one earlier uh, this season already at home. But at the same time, Detroit could be looking at this as, hey, we didn't play well the last time we were here. We got to play exactly, better. Yeah. Problem is all the injuries that have, in terms of offense for or absences for Detroit offensively tonight. That's what concerns me. That's what's keeping me off the Red Wings yeah. at a plus price here tonight. I mean, what's great, guys, is, you know, we're, we all are sports betters, but, uh, you know, we're fans of teams. And mm-hmm. I get to – well, I don't know if I should even say I get to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit through this Canadians game tonight as a fan for the yep. most part, unless I see an opportunity to jump in. But it's hard to imagine mm-hmm. they can keep them to a low-scoring game. We'll see what happens. But another game of me being a fan – yeah, it is. Well, again, it's two and eight, but you know, you don't want two and eight to turn into two and 12. You know, it's, it's not, we're p- pushing the panic button yet, but you know, you've got to start seeing some progress here with this team. Uh, next up, we've got Dallas and uh, Winnipeg, even money here, both sides, five and a half, the total uh, in this game. Um, Winnipeg returning home off a little bit of a road trip here and uh, a Winnipeg team that just could not take advantage of a uh, San Jose team that was playing extremely shorthanded the other night. Battling COVID issues, five regulars out. Jets fall in overtime, two to one uh, to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, and now they got to play Dallas, who haven't played since uh, last a week. Uh, talking about last Friday, since they played, they lost to Ottawa, uh, four to one. Uh, they've lost three in a row. Uh, the only loss, wins for Dallas on the year against LA and against Pittsburgh. Uh, and they won those games in a shootout and in overtime. That was it. And oh, the Rangers as well in opening their first game of the year, three to two. So, uh, Dallas has had a really tough start out of the year. The Lions moved toward Dallas, and I get it with the Stars or with the Jets here coming back home off a road trip, and they're still without Shifley. They're still without uh, potentially Wheeler as well. And now Connor Hellebuck away from the team tonight to for the birth of his uh, child. Uh, so he's missing this game tonight, which means uh, for the Jets, we'll be looking at Eric Comrie uh, in net for them. Uh, here in this game but uh you know Eric Comrie was victorious you know in his uh most recent start in net for the Jets uh there's going to be a point where if this line trickles more toward Dallas I've got it in principle I just have to bet Winnipeg as a home underdog if it gets to that point where we can get Winnipeg at a solid plus 105 or plus 110 uh, across the board and we're getting to that point I'm not there yet but I'm getting there to the point where I might look here at the uh, Winnipeg Jets here uh, at a home underdog price here. As far as the total goes, um, you know, you look at this Dallas Stars team, and I understand five and a half Comrie in net for the Jets, who is obviously a downgrade from Hellebuck, but Dallas has gone under in every single game this year, and it's hard to ignore that uh, total streak that the Dallas Stars are on. So uh, I'm not rushing to bet the over, even with and Comrie was solid in his last start. So I'm leaning Jets. If this price gets a little bit more richer on them, I might actually pull the trigger and get involved in 
with a wager on Winnipeg. I just think we're get, we'd be getting to the point where if it gets to Dallas minus one twenty five or minus one thirty on the road, that Winnipeg's going to be an attractive enough price where I've got to get involved, step in, and bet it. Alex, what do you think here, Dallas Winnipeg? Well, yeah, you mentioned you know this Dallas team. They played four games in overtime. They've gone three and one in that spot. They have no regulation wins. Uh, now they're taking on a a Winnipeg team coming back off of a road trip. Uh, with their last game being in overtime as well. And he like said, you know, kind of wonder, you know, Comrie's played well in, in Hellebuck's absence, so maybe he can continue uh, the form that he had from that last game. But this is definitely a spot where I would be looking at the draw here at plus 310. I played that earlier today. I could definitely see this game uh, going in the OT. And then at that point, like I said, you know, you could take a shot maybe in game if you feel one of those teams can get the win in, in, uh, in overtime. And still cash the draw, but uh, I, I don't want to pick a side here. I'm just going to go with, with the game going over them. All right, like in the uh, draw option here in a tight game with Dallas and Winnipeg. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here, Stars and Jets? Well, I'm with you, uh, Ian. I mean, I, I would like to, to get a plus value here on the Jets, uh, and I might do that if it, if it arises later in the day. But right now, I mean, I'll go with the regulation, actually, because you can get a plus value there in the Jets. I think the draw is also a a very smart play as well. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think Winnipeg pulls it out. I think Winnipeg's a better team, even without Hellebeck in that. Uh, I like the way that Dubois is playing right now, and and I like them to win this game. Good stuff, and Winnipeg in regulation. Yeah, you can get that at a uh, definitely a better uh, price. We'd be looking at uh, Winnipeg in regulation currently plus 170, so solid price there with the Jets uh, in regulation if you like it. Uh, By the way, when you look at the – Dallas Stars here, uh, someone to consider here. He's had opportunities. There's no question about that here in the first few games for the uh, Dallas Stars since uh, returning. Two shots on goal against Vegas, four uh, against Ottawa the other night. I think he's going to be due to – even though I like, I would le- I'm would i leaning Winnipeg from a side perspective, Jason Robertson for Dallas, I've mentioned him before. Uh, that's a goal scorer prop that might uh, end up uh, being a bet for me here at a solid price of plus 250. When you get four shots on goal, two in the previous game, the chances are there. Uh, maybe a chance one of them goes in for him tonight. He's certainly had his, and he's been right around the front of the net too with some of these chances. So it's in the spots you want to be to score goals. So Jason Robertson, Dallas Stars, plus 250. That's a goal scorer prop that has value in my opinion. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts here, Dallas and Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dallas has been a hard lock under team throughout the entire year. Have they had one game go over so far this year? I don't think they have. I think they've every single game they've played in this year has gone under the total of five and a half. And I'm going to come on here and officially say tonight's the night they get their first over. I think tonight's the night that uh, Dallas Stars game goes over the total. Uh, Sometimes you might think that a well-rested Stars team means a good defensive team, um, but if you look at it, their last two performances against both Vegas and Ottawa, albeit that game against Vegas um, was a comeback win for Vegas. I just don't think they're doing enough offensively. They're not creating enough high danger opportunities. They're not getting to the dirty areas. They're not getting enough shots on goal. And they're not getting enough throughout their lineup. They're relying too heavily on some top guys to get it done. And Winnipeg, well, I think for them, it's kind of been a mixed bag. Some higher scoring games, some lower scoring but they've got the talent to do it. You know, they've had some guys in and out of the lineup, dealt with some injuries, but at five and a half here, guys, I'm ready to do it. Dallas's first over game happens tonight. Yes. All right. Liking the over here. I lean over as well. Uh, it's just t- tough with Dallas every single game under, but a doubt Winnipeg's been trending to the over at home. So that's the counter argument to that uh, six of their last seven 
uh, games at home have gone over the total. Their two previous home games this year, and they've only played two home games this year, Winnipeg. They were both overs, a 5-1 win against Anaheim and a 6-4 win uh, against Nashville. So, yeah, I, I, I'm leaning both Jets and over 5.5 here uh, in this one with Dallas and Winnipeg, even though, again, Kind of reluctant with that Dallas understreak to go against it. Ottawa, Minnesota. We've got Minnesota minus 210 home favorites here. Five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Ottawa Senators back-to-back -back situation for them in Chicago last night. Uh, they were uh, victimized by the first victory of the year for the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, five to one and a hattie for Patty. Patrick Kane uh, last night getting the hat trick for the uh, Chicago uh, Blackhawks. Uh, very good performance. And a good thing Alex said off the air is that when Patrick Kane's back's against the wall or he's feeling criticism or his team is feeling criticism, it seems to bring out the best in him and best in him on the ice. And we definitely saw that last night uh, with the performance against the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, now we'll see if uh, Ottawa can bounce back from that tonight on the road against Minnesota. A Minnesota Wild team that uh, where's the offense gone all of a sudden the last couple of games? Back-to-back -back losses to Seattle. Colorado, one goal uh, in each of those games uh, and uh, couldn't find the back of the net in either of them. Uh, so we'll see if the uh, Minnesota Wild can uh, bounce back. And, uh, you know, they said we haven't played a consistent game yet. Uh, I think this is that opportunity for Minnesota. Now, usually off a road trip, I am a little bit concerned. And this was a Minnesota team that was on a three-game trip through Vancouver, through Seattle, through Colorado. But you know, you're talking about you're only going one time zone over from Colorado back home to Minnesota. You're talking about uh, just a couple of days or you've had two full days off. So it's not like you had that one day in between games and then you're back home. You've had two full days. So I don't think it's as bad, you know, of a scheduling situation here uh, for Minnesota in this game. I do like the wild a little bit here in, you know, they're good at home. We know that they uh, are in an advantageous situation here with Ottawa on the back-to-back -back here. So I do like the Wild a little bit in regulation at minus 135. And I think this game can go over the total, five and a half here uh, in this one. When you look at the Sens, uh, their defensive game came under uh, came unglued a little bit uh, yesterday against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And don't forget, they gave up a seven spot to Washington. They gave up five to Chicago. They did shut down Dallas, but Dallas is having a tough time scoring right now. You look at Minnesota back home. They played two home games this year. They put up six against Winnipeg and one, uh, four against the uh, Anaheim Ducks and the other. It's probably a game for Kaprizov and company uh, to get their offense back in gear after being held to a goal in each of their last two defeats against the Avs and the Kraken. So I think it's a good spot. You could even go Minnesota team total. You know, over three and a half. I don't hate that either, but I'm going to go with the wild and regulation and over five and a half here with Ottawa and Minnesota tonight. Alex, Senators, and Wild. Yeah, if I were to take Wild, uh, and I, I agree with what you're saying that the Wild are uh, this is a good spot for them. If I were to take them, I would even, you could even find the regulation price better in game or a money line better in game. Uh, I think minus 200 was, was awfully high, but obviously we've always seen this for years now in the Wild when they play well, especially playing well at home. Uh, that price just goes up for some reason higher than most, it seems like, uh, for home and road splits with, with Minnesota. But I like this over. I already played it laying uh, $1.15 with a five and a half. Like you said, Ottawa has just been giving up goals in bunches again, uh, seven against Washington, and then five last night uh, against Chicago. There's a hat trick with Patrick Kane, two from Brandon Hagel, and that was uh, pretty much all she wrote with that. So this is the Ottawa team now on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Philip Guffs is from the, in the net. And uh, so these, both of these goalies are kind of interchangeable at this point with him and, For and Forsberg. They're not really much to write about. They'll have one good game, and then they turn around and have two 
uh, you know, mediocre or bad game. So I think, and obviously we're seeing a Winnipeg t- or a, a, excuse me, a Minnesota team that's three and zero to the over at home. They play a much more wide open game at home than they do on the road. So I think we'll see them get back to that again tonight. So I like the over five and a half. Yeah, it's worth noting, yeah, those Minnesota overs when they played here at XL Energy Center. It's been one of those games where they've uh, really tried to push the pace, really try to get their offense going. I think because the these buildings, and even Seattle, I noticed that with the Kraken in their home games, when you have great crowd energy and the fans are loud, it, it makes you want to play better offensively. It makes you want to push yeah. the pace. It makes you want to get scoring chances. It makes you want to drive the front of the net. That's what we're seeing, and I think Minnesota gets that energy back home here, and you're right. It could feel the uh, offensive onslaught, if you will. Uh, and, Jimmy, and you know what? Yeah, oh, I'll ahead, tag Alex. one more thing in quickly, too. Look for, uh, if you're watching the game, a great live bet opportunity. Look for to try to get Wild to score next goal right before they go on a power play. They, their power play is also uh, doing better at home than on the road. There you go. So power play. So basically, Wild next goal bets in-game when they're about to go on a power play. That's a great piece of advice because you're right the home power play production it's been a little bit of a dichotomy there with that and versus the road with the man advantage for uh, minnesota jimmy what do you think here sends and wild i got two in these guys I, I like minnesota a lot in this game i'm gonna go jimmy puck line but i'm also gonna take them to win the first period as well uh they're getting a tired ottawa team here and ottawa uh, they're hard to figure out i like i like them the future's great but i just can't figure them out right now i can't pinpoint uh, where they are. So I'm going to go the opposite way here with Minnesota. That's a double puck line. That's Minnesota minus one and a half, uh, plus 115 for Jimmy with the full game. And also that first period puck line, which is minus a half, plus 135 for Minnesota. First period to get the lead after the first uh, 20 minutes. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Ottawa, Minnesota. I'll just keep it short and simple. You guys touched on the game very well. I'm on the over five and a half here. Um, you know, it's a young Ottawa team, lots of talent there. Game last night didn't go how they expected. Alex's Blackhawks dominated. Looked like they were the undefeated team, not the winless team. And uh, I, I just feel like with the fact that there's so much youth on the Ottawa Senators, they're not going to be tired. If anything, they're going to be motivated, energetic, and those guys will get out there and get on the board. Uh, but the Wild, too, they've been giving up goals. The last couple of games haven't looked their best. And a great point made by Alex, how much better this team is at home. So good opportunity here. Uh, I don't think we're going to get many five and a half with the senators um, further into the season. So it's a great spot for the over. All right. Over five and a half Ottawa, Minnesota here for uh, Andrew uh, as well. Over, by the way, is cast in three, uh, three, one and two, the five and two, the last seven meetings between uh, these two teams and uh, Minnesota. We've mentioned it. uh, Overs have been the uh, name of the game for them on home ice this year. Uh, all right, before we uh, continue to the next game, we want to mention, of course, DraftKings, our great sponsors here, Ice Guys uh, and uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. And a reminder that uh, DraftKings is now the official uh, you know, sports betting partner of not only the NFL, uh, but the uh, NHL as well. Uh, and a reminder that you can get involved and start winning with DraftKings, especially from an NFL perspective. Uh, all you got to do, is bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Uh, if your DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet or you're in Canada, don't worry. You can still play the DraftKings 
uh, daily fantasy sports contests, and that will allow you to play for huge cash prizes all season long. Uh, DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. This is for new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a valid DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app now. Sign up for an account. Use that promo code THPN. All right, next game. I, on got, the- I don't want to speak for anybody, Jimmy, Alex, but also I got to give credit to Ian. He's great at reading these promos. So hats off to yeah. you, Ian. Because <laughs> the, the day we get on the radio, man, the day we get on the radio, you're in charge of sponsorship ads. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's this. I get it done to the point. There you go. Uh, hit all the high notes and off we go. And speaking of off we go, that is to our next game, Nashville uh, and Calgary. Uh, Calgary minus 145 to minus 150 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, it's right on my threshold of the price range. I'm not comfortable with laying, but I could only back Calgary here. Like uh, at this point, until this team shows you evidence of cooling off and the flames being doused, uh, no pun intended, then I'm not interested in uh, going against them right now uh, at this point in time. I was beyond shocked, beyond shocked, shocked, shocked how good they were against Philadelphia. That's a brutal spot historically. You ask any team, long road trip, a successful, a winning one in the East. You're a West Coast team. You got to go back home and you got to play that first game. It's like you're skating in mud and you just don't have your legs and you're really lethargic and you're just you know not very sharp mentally. You're making mistakes with the puck. I didn't see any of that from Calgary against Philadelphia. It was dominant. Uh, performance in that game they heavily outshot Philly they took the play to them and if not for Carter Hart it would have been a whole lot worse for the Flyers just extremely impressive this Calgary team now 6-1-1 on the year and if you think I'm going to fade Calgary at some point maybe I will I sure am not going to do it with the Nashville Predators uh, that's for sure you know a poster child for bet against teams for me uh, going back to last year Uh, I don't trust Nashville one bit now they have uh, one three in a row Give them credit. Minnesota, San Jose, the Islanders in a shootout. Now they're going on a road facing the Flames. Maybe they can rise up. I'm not stepping in front of Calgary here. I thought that was their spot Saturday night to look unimpressive, look uh, a little bit slow and lethargic and and make mistakes, and it just did not happen. Uh, Jacob Markstrom's been just absolutely dominant in net. He's on uh, an incredible shutout streak. Uh, 134 minutes of shutout hockey in between the pipes going into this game for Jacob Markstrom. So I'd lean under the total as well. Um, But for me, it would be Calgary and maybe Calgary in regulation just to get a little bit of a better price here. Uh, That'll be around plus 100 even money if you like Calgary uh, in regulation. But uh, no way am I going against them at the moment. Very impressive run from the Flames. And look, Monaghan and Goudreau, two guys I've called out on this show. They're starting to step up. And score goals. Mangiapani's been excellent for them this year. Elias Lindholm's been strong. The blue line, Hannafin and company, even without Giordano, who's now in Seattle, they've played well at the back end. And of course, Markstrom's been a brick wall and net. So 
lots to like with Calgary. And right now, Daryl Sutter pushing the right buttons with this team. Alex, what do you think here? Nashville, Calgary. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from a side here as well because this is Nashville, you know, had a couple good wins starting a road trip. They obviously want to want to uh, get things off on, on a right note, but they're going against a, a tough Flames team that's uh, rolling on all cylinders right now. So the only thing I would be looking at here would be maybe a small lean toward the team total with Calgary over three and a half, get plus 120 with that number. Uh, if Nashville, we know we know how they have had some issues defensively. Uh, if they don't get off to a hot start, if Calgary can, uh, you know, kind of shake things off and, and start off well and get a couple goals early, they should be able to get over that three and a half and get a plus price with that. So that's the only thing I would be looking at here. Wouldn't want anything to do with the full game side or a total. All right, Jimmy, what do you like here? Nashville, Calgary. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jimmy Puck line on this one, guys. The flame. I'm just going to keep riding the Flames. I made the mistake of jumping off that wagon for one game. I think it was uh, Pittsburgh, maybe. And uh, that didn't go well for me. So I'm going to keep riding these Flames until uh, they prove me otherwise. Give me the Puck line. All right, Puck line on Calgary. And you can uh, get that at a solid uh, plus price. Yeah, the good prices on regulation are Puck lines plus 165, minus one and a half goals, Calgary. And even the regulation lines plus 100. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, Nashville, Calgary. Yeah, I saw something pretty interesting for this Nashville team. Uh, they, they were okay recently. They haven't been playing that horribly. Listen to this. Nashville is currently 31st in the league in creating high danger scoring chances, 26th in the league in expected goals per 60. So, yeah. I mean, they've, a couple of their good players have, have found the back of the net, but it goes to show, I mean, realistically, some of these chances they've scored on might not even have been great goals and weren't expected to be in the net, you know. And for a Flames team right now, um, well, let's talk about Markstrom for a second, guys. How incredible has this guy been? Obviously, he can't keep up with these maddening numbers he's putting forward, but even a little bit of regression would still be like above average for an NHL goaltender. He's been outstanding. I, I like the under in here, but I also I have Calgary locked in at plus 110 here. Um, sometimes you got to go with what's going right now, and uh, this Flames team is, is, is playing well. What impresses me about them is that they've won both low-scoring and high-scoring games Something I always look for for a team I'm, I'm looking to bet on is not just they're, they're not just winning certain type of hockey games. And also, I don't always love, you know, I, I told you guys before, I think Calgary was lacking depth. It was just their top guys that were going to score. But who the hell cares at this point? It's their top guys that are getting it done on a night in, night out basis. If they get an even average goaltending performance out of them tonight from Markstrom, I don't think Nashville will be able to trade goals with Calgary. So, I got them plus 110 in regulation, but I do have a slight lean here to the under. All right, good stuff. Slight lean to the under with Calgary in regulation right around that even money price. New York Rangers, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the Rangers, minus 125, minus 130. Road favorites here in Vancouver. Five and a half the total shaded to the under in this one. At Rangers get the win three to one. Uh, you know, Found a way to win on the road. If you watch that game in Seattle, though, Sunday night, they didn't play well. Uh, and Shesterkin did kind of Shesterkian things, if you will, uh, this season for the New York Rangers. That's not the first time he's really been a big part in kind of stealing two points for the Rangers, particularly on the road. We remember that Toronto game uh, earlier this year, but happened again against Seattle. And uh, I would expect better here from the Rangers tonight. Gerard Gallant said we had a great first 10 minutes and then the rest of the game was terrible. He said awful was the word. So even though they won that game, that was not a very happy Gerard Gallant with the way his team played. They had basically Seattle flooding the offensive zone in waves against them, and it was difficult for them to get the puck out of their own end most of that game. 
Chris Kreider, by the way, a goal scorer prop in this game, absolutely you could look toward his direction. Seven goals already for him. Scored the only goal for the uh, Rangers in the game against the Kraken. Uh, his only, or scored the, no, I shouldn't say the only goal, but he scored a goal against the uh, Kraken in that 3-1 to one win uh, on Sunday. Uh, someone to ride right now in terms of goal scorer props. And Vancouver's really having a hard time right now. I mean, they just cannot get on the same page at both ends of the ice. I mean, you look at this homestand, which now they are uh, 0-3 on this homestand against the Wild, the Flyers, and the Oilers. And some nights the defense has been better, like it was against Edmonton. They only allowed two power play goals to an unstoppable power play, the best power play in the NHL. They played good defensively 5-on-5 five five in that game, but now they can't score, and they couldn't beat Koskinen in that game. So they just have not been able to put it all together, both ends of the ice, for 60 minutes, this Vancouver team. And, and there's some guys now that are going to have to work out of some slumps uh, for this team, you know, guys that early in the season started to put the puck in the net, but uh, they've had more trouble uh, as of late for this uh, Canucks team. And uh, they have had trouble getting offense going here uh, on this homestand. And you look at the lineup here and what we've gotten from some of their players at this point in time, you know, Besser's only had two goals so far uh, for the uh, Canucks. Elias Pettersson's only got four points and one goal uh, in nine games. So there's a couple guys that need to step up a little bit, nine points for Miller, but just the one goal. So, you know, he's giving you the points. He's uh, finding his teammates in terms of assists. But, you know, you'd like to see that goal count go up for a guy like JT Miller uh, moving forward. So, And the Rangers are road warriors 5-1. and one, And I'm not convinced they're particularly happy, even though they won the game against Seattle based on what Gallant was saying. So I could only look at the Rangers here. They're road warriors. They found ways to win on the road. And Vancouver, yeah, they're urgent to win a home game. I heard that against Edmonton the other night, and I heard that the game before. You know, when they played, uh, who was it before that? It was the uh, Flyers. All I heard is, hey, we got to get a home win here, and they still didn't. So it's kind of a show-me type of uh, state we're in here with the Vancouver Canucks. Show me you can win a home game before I, uh, I'm i ready to back you. So it's Rangers or pass for me in this game. Small bet for me, the Rangers, minus 125. Alex, what do you think here, Rangers, Canucks? Yeah, this is a pass for me. Like I said, this is a Vancouver team that really needs to kind of get things rolling. Vancouver, uh, New Rangers have been good on the road. But like I said, I just had to ha- I've had some bad luck backing them so far as well. So it's just it's gonna be a pass for me on this one. All right. Uh Jimmy's no, the ban is still in place for Jimmy. Yeah. We haven't talked New York Rangers for a while, but you're right, it's November fifteenth that it's going yep. till. So we've still got a couple weeks left in this thing. So I can't I believe there was a ban that I can't believe there was a ban that took place within the first week of the season. <laughs> it was a self imposed ban. Self imposed. And yeah. I said, Are you sure? I said right then and there. You, yep. you gotta commit got to this. One more week, right? Yep. <laughs> so he's passing then, or unless you can bet the total. Yeah, I'm just gonna pass altogether. But uh I you know, I will say I like the way the Rangers are playing right now. And you know, maybe just maybe Ian, they're gonna finally live up to the hype and and, and yeah. get it going this season. We'll see. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna keep winning. They're gonna have this nice little streak for the next two weeks. You'll jump on them after your band is over and they'll lose the five in a row. Yeah. The mush. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it's gonna work, maybe. Uh Andrew, Rangers Canucks. A pass for me here. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. Uh, I think both these teams right now are hard to read, and I'm curious to see what Vancouver does tonight. All right, next up, we've got New Jersey and Anaheim. Uh, New Jersey, minus 125 to minus 130. Road favorites here in Anaheim, five and a half being the total uh, in this one between the Devils and the Ducks. Uh, I'm just going to back over five and a half here and ride it with this Anaheim team with the overs. I mean, it's just this team has got more offense than you'd think. 
Zegris has played well. Troy Terry's given you some uh, offensive capabilities. Getzlaff's turning back the clock, and he's been uh, putting in the points lately for this Ducks team. Uh, and look, their power play, believe it or not, has been solid as well. You look at their games here, they've scored power play goals in all but three games. Seven of the ten games, they've they've cashed in with the man advantage, Anaheim. So, you know, we think of this team, not much offense and good defense and good goaltending. They're playing kind of the reverse right now where they've been able to score goals. The defense hasn't been shut down. And to be honest with you, John Gibson's been average, you know, the last few games hasn't really played as well uh, for the uh, Ducks and Stolarz has struggled his last couple starts. So, you know, you ride it with Anaheim. There's been uh, obviously the the totals have remained static at five and a half because they've just been long-term one of those teams that people just generally conclude are a low scoring team. Uh, But that's why you've had value with these overs now, seven straight for Anaheim. You saw New Jersey get their offense going now in a couple of games. You know, they scored three against Calgary, four against Pittsburgh, three against Columbus, all without Jack Hughes. What's the difference? Well, the difference is the secondary cast and supporting cast is stepping up finally uh, for the Devils. It's almost like we got to wait for Jack to do something, Jack to return from injury. No, you got you got to get the other guys to contribute. They're doing that right now. So I'm just riding it again. Anaheim overs, uh, five and a half here for me. Devils and Ducks lean to the Devils as well, just because if you look at some of the metrics goaltending-wise, if it's Bernier in net tonight for New Jersey, Bernier's been really good. You know, goal saved above average, he's good. Uh, a lot of his advanced numbers are strong and stronger than Gibson for Anaheim right now. So I think this move toward the Devils, I agree with it. I, I'd lean Devils as well and like the over here, five and a half. New Jersey and Anaheim. Alex, what do you like here? You know, I wanted to take New Jersey here, but I don't feel comfortable laying a dollar thirty with them. And then looking at regulation, I'm like, no, this definitely could be a game that'd be three two in overtime. Uh, like I said, Gibson's been average as of late. Bernier uh, has, has been the uh, the better of the two so far, and historically, he's nine two and two against. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks in his career. So this is definitely a spot where I'm just probably going to stay away from, maybe look for, to jump in with something in-game and see how things go. But uh, my my lean would be toward New Jersey if, over anybody else. Yeah, no no doubt. And uh, look, Dougie Hamilton, four assists for the to team lead, tie, three-way tie for the team lead in points with six. With And by the way, this is a guy to maybe chip in offensively here because his shooting numbers were good last year. It wasn't a great year for him. He used to be with the Leafs, and he's really started to chip in offensively. Andreas Janssen uh, for the New Jersey Devils. There's someone to keep an eye on. If you're going to look, if I'm going to look at a goal scorer prop tonight in this game, I think that's not bad at plus 300, Andreas Janssen with what he's done lately for the Devils. One of those guys that has stepped up uh, in the absence of Jack Hughes. Jimmy, what do you like here? New Jersey and Anaheim. There it is. Pass for Jimmy on this one. Andrew, New Jersey, Anaheim. I, I kind of have a lean towards the Devils here. That's kind of, I, I, I feel like we've seen this Anaheim team play in track meet style of hockey games that long-term, I don't think it's a good idea for them. You know, I, I've been talking about this first period over uh, on Twitter with the Anaheim Ducks. Um, you know, we've got that great, uh, you know, uh, chart that we get every every night and we're so thankful for, uh, for the for the period totals. And I feel like Anaheim's done a great job um, in the first period. But not only that, they're giving up goals in the first period as well. And I think this team has talent in the Devils without Jack Hughes being there. They've proven it. They've hung around in some games. And I feel like this might be a good spot for them at what I think is a pretty good pricey. And so... Um, nothing huge for me, but uh, slightly, slightly leaning towards the devil side. Yeah, yeah. Like I was a little late to the party, and I didn't wait. I got on New Jersey for a small bet at minus one twenty, so I didn't get the uh, worst of it. I didn't get the best of it either because they were uh, 
you know, even money or minus one hundred five yeah. at one point. New Jersey now it's they're a feisty been, team. They're a feisty is, team. They are, and this has been a big move toward New Jersey for a game with two teams that are you know lower on the uh, totem pole when it comes to the NHL. Pretty pretty crazy that thirty cent move here toward the Devils. That's not a small move, and it's not really anything big time in terms of injury news. It's just op- opinion, really, uh, more than anything here uh, with this uh, move toward the Devils. So, but I do agree with it. Uh, lean to the uh, Devils and the uh, over as well, five and a half. I do have bets on both of those. Uh, <laughs> Terry Edelman in our chat saying New Jersey Anaheim's a one eight hundred gambler game. Ah, I, don't that because, uh, I don't have that problem, and I'm betting this game. So uh, that's uh, that's cool. To, cool, that's our Jets. Funny there joke, that that's a funny stuff. joke. Yeah, it, is. it is. It was funny. I will admit that. Very good, Terry. Well done. Uh, speaking of well done, uh, that's well like me done. betting the Eagles and Lions game on the weekend. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well done, by the way. Speaking of well done, the segue for the next game, well done to the San Jose Sharks. Five regulars out of the lineup, COVID ravaging the team last minute against the Winnipeg Jets, and they beat the Winnipeg Jets 2-1 to one in overtime. They really dumbed the game down, tried to you know play very conservative type of hockey, and it paid off for them. They're back in action tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. San Jose minus 145 home favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this game. Definitely got to give San Jose uh, credit for that uh, and that win against Winnipeg uh, the other night, uh, two to one. Uh, They pulled it out in overtime. They got a power play in OT and they took advantage of it. Uh, Very impressed with uh, what has gone on with them. But the same issues that plagued them, you know, with the COVID issues and look who it is. I mean, it's Logan Couture, by the way, questionable with a regular illness. And then you've got Kevin LeBanc in COVID protocol, Eric Carlson in COVID protocol, Matt Nieto uh, in COVID protocol, uh, Jacob Middleton uh, in COVID protocol for this team, Radek Simek uh, in uh, COVID protocol, Mark Edward Vlasic in COVID protocol, uh, Jonathan Dolan, who's been very impressive in his first year with the Sharks in COVID protocol. You've got key contributors here for the San Jose Sharks down and out for the count. And I know they pulled it together uh, against Winnipeg and found a way, but can we trust them night in and night out to bring that same? And when it takes a lot out of you to play just this rope-a-dope, tight-checking, defensive type of style that they tried to clamp down with against the Winnipeg Jets. Can they keep it up for another game? Uh, I'm not so sure. Sabres lost their last game on this Western road swing against the LA Kings, but I can say this for a fact that long-term, now Sabres, and look, these have been better San Jose teams, and these have been some bad Buffalo teams during this span. We cannot be lost, it cannot be lost on any of us that the Buffalo Sabres entering this game uh, in terms of Success against San Jose, 13-5, and five, the last 18 head-to-head meetings against the uh, San Jose Sharks. You look at in San Jose, you know, this Buffalo team has found ways to beat uh, the Sharks uh, over the years. And again, those were some really bad Buffalo teams, and those were some uh, San Jose teams that were even better than this year's team. So I think with the COVID issues going around, I know they found a way against Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's a, be- a better team than Buffalo, and that's impressive, and maybe they can pull it out again tonight. Nope, but not for me at this price. Not at minus 150. I'm on Buffalo here at plus 130, plus 125. That's the range you can get with the Sabres here. Uh, I will take my chances with them, and I'll take my chances that San Jose cannot replicate what they did Saturday night against Winnipeg with a very shorthanded lineup due to all these issues with COVID protocol with several of their key players. Alex, what do you think here? Buffalo, San Jose. Yeah, you know, there's very few things that I could say would be near automatic 
uh, in with far as my betting goals in the NHL. But one of the plays, at least two of the plays, I should say, when we have a regular 82 game schedule with full travel is playing Buffalo against San Jose. Uh, as you mentioned, this is the spot where they're 13 and five, the last 18. And in fact, the, the all time record, I just found this out uh, doing a show earlier. Buffalo is 27, 10, four and two. That's going all the way back to the 1991-92 season. So 30 years, uh, Buffalo has dominated San Jose. And we're talking about, like I said, a, a host of, of good and bad teams on both sides. Uh, this has been a one-sided affair for the most part in the Sabres. So I grabbed it at plus 135 yesterday. I uh, still like it. We're seeing money coming in that side. It's, it's now down to $1.10 in some shops. So still shop around and look for the best available price. But I think Buffalo takes care of business, especially when you look at San Jose. You mentioned all the guys who are on COVID protocol. Uh, and they were just barely lucky to get by with that win. It was a one nothing game against Winnipeg for the most. They end up giving a goal up with two minutes left in regulation, then they get the win in overtime. Uh, so it was not the, the cleanest of games. I think Buffalo takes care of business here, so I like them with plus money. All right, here's, here's, here's your, here's your uh, bargain bin shopping goal score value prop of the night for this game. And this is, this is value for folks. Uh, this is a guy that's the center on the Buffalo Sabres, and they've got Eakin out. They've got Middlestad out for injuries. Jack Eichel, of course, ain't coming back. He's a center. So they've got issues at center, Buffalo. They've definitely got some going concerns. But there's one guy that stepped up. His name is Rasmus Asplund right. for the Buffalo Sabres, and this guy is fine in the back of the net right now. He scored a short-handed goal against L.A. He's lit the lamp three times, three, go- three goals in the last two games, four points in the last three games, and you can find him in the bargain bin at plus 350 to score a goal tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. Rasmus Asplund for the Buffalo Sabres. He's not playing like ass. Asplund. <laughs> that's not Asplund. That's Asplund for the Buffalo Sabres. He's finding it right now. He's getting the job done offensively in a team that's got some, you know, middle stats, a big loss. You have no Eichel, obviously. You got to find offense from other sources. Rasmus Asplund is that guy right now. That's your bargain bin Prop of the night from a goal scorer standpoint for yours truly right there. Um, all right, Jimmy, what do you like here? Sabres and Sharks. Yeah, I'm on that as well. I was just, You beat me to it there, Ian. So I love that uh, as a nice prop bet for tonight with the Buffalo Sabres and San Jose Sharks. And I'm going to take the Sabres in regulation uh, to beat the Sharks tonight. All right, there you go. Sabres in regulation uh, for Jimmy against San, uh, the San Jose Sharks. Andrew, Buffalo, San Jose. Yeah, I like Buffalo here. I think it's always uh, one of those things where you look at a team and and whether it's an injury, COVID protocol, um, something's going on. Uh, The teams usually rally in that first game. That's what we saw last game for Winnipeg. The next game, however, though, not as much. So, um, sorry, sorry for San Jose. Um, So I I look at a a Sabres team here that's um, still playing some great hockey. I mean, you look back to the start they had this in the start of the season, they kind of got leveled out a little bit. They kind of, you know, got a little bit humbled. They're back to reality a little bit, but we're still getting great prices with them. And uh, I, I don't know. This is a San Jose team that I've always worried about defensively. I've always said that I, I don't think they're very reliable in their own end. Um, you know, having a guy like Vlasic and and some of those guys out, hey, you know, maybe it ends up being a good thing, but I, I still think they're great defenders and they, they hold things down. They bring a lot of veteran leadership to that team. And I feel like it's a great spot for the Speedy Sabres to go in there. And one thing about the Sabres team, I talked about early in the year, they've got some guys that, you know, they're top-line players. Don't get, don't get me wrong. But let's be honest here. Take the second line for the Buffalo Sabres and tell me where that, that line stands 
on the top five teams in the National Hockey League. Are they even on the fourth line in the Tampa Bay roster? I don't know. Are they even on, you know, the fourth line for the Maple Leafs? I don't know. But that's the thing with this Buffalo Sabres team. They don't really have a top line right now. It's just four lines that roll, that have foot speed, and they get dangerous shots on net. So um, give me give me the great plus price here. Short dog, but I'll take it here on the Sabres. Yeah, I mean, they, they and they work hard. And Granado, Granado is really the guy that's got this this work ethic instilled in this Buffalo team. Really, you could tell this team was playing at a, a much better level. It was hard not to be better after the disaster it was in the day, final days of Kruger. Uh, but nevertheless, um, when he came on board, the moment he took over last year as the interim, they, you saw more competitiveness from Buffalo. And look, they pulled a couple of upsets. They weren't getting blown out like they were uh, every single game before that. And they've carried that over into this season. Uh, we'll see if they, the one, San Jose is ravaged. Like they're very shorthanded, but it's not like Buffalo isn't. You know, like I mentioned Middlestat, I mentioned Eakin, and now it also looks like, by the way, there may be no Victor Olofsson, and he's been one of their better uh, offensive players this year too. So it's not a slam dunk by any stretch of the imagination that Buffalo is going to go into the tank and win tonight. But at this price, I'm willing to take my chances uh, that they will. And like I said, Rasmus Asplund, remember the name. Uh, it's hard, hard, not hard to forget it. Uh, if you ask me with a name like that, but uh, plus three fifty, uh, anytime goal scorer there tonight. Again, the guy has scored three goals in the last two games and he's playing top line minutes. You're getting a plus three fifty prop for a guy that's getting to get top line duty tonight here for the Buffalo Sabres playing on a top line. It looks like with Tage Thompson and Drake Kajula. I mean, that's your top line right now for the uh, Buffalo Sabres at this point in time. So there you go. Good value prop there in my mind. Great stuff with Melissa Jamie. Cunningham says, I know what I'm naming my son. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Rasmus. There you go. Uh, Rasmus is a common name. I've never heard of, uh, of Asplund, though, as a uh, last name, though. I think so. Melissa's going for Sydney, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my one of my best friends, a big Sydney Crosby fan, just yeah. named his first son Sydney. There you go. Uh, not not Tristan, though, because I know she's got some disdain for Tristan like I had for <laughs> some of that shaky yeah. goaltending. Uh, for the uh, Penguins last year during the postseason. Uh, great to have the crew back today, full crew. Jimmy, Andrew, uh, Alex uh, with us on the Tuesday edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll wrap up the show now with best bets. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for your Tuesday best bet? Yeah, we're going to go down the street for me with the Minnesota Wild and the Ottawa Senators over 5.5, minus $1.15. Like I said, Minnesota 3-0 and to the over. Not only in the full game, but also in the first period. You can get the first period. Uh, over one and a half at minus a dollar ten, so I maybe look at that as well. But definitely love the full game over five and a half, and that'll be my best bet. All right, Ottawa, Minnesota over five and a half. Best bet for Alex B. Smith, Jimmy. Uh, best bet. I'm gonna go with that Jets in regulation, guys. Uh, over the Dallas Stars. All right, plus one seventy. Winnipeg Jets in regulation over Dallas. Uh, best bet for Jimmy Murphy, Andrew McGinnis. Best bet. I'm gonna rock with Calgary plus one ten in regulation here. I can't ignore those stats I found on Nashville. Um, I think that uh, we see a great game here at home and uh, Calgary stays red hot. All right, there you go. Calgary Flames in regulation, plus 110. Uh, best bet for uh, Andrew McGinnis uh, in that one. Uh, my best bet, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Devil's Ducks. Uh, over five and a half there in that one. Uh, we cashed the uh, best bet with Anaheim over on Sunday. Let's come right back to the well tonight. New Jersey, Anaheim over five and a half. Best bet for me for this Tuesday NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 
Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio for the podcast of the Ice Guys. For Jimmy Murphy, for Alex B. Smith, for Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.